Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to JPD Weekly. We've got some important things to talk about today. Uh, if you are a member at DailyRenegade.com, we just did a, a, a whole series with Timothy Alberino on his uh, most recent uh, book. It's actually his first book, Birthright. We also have some other exciting episodes at DailyRenegade.com available right now. We have uh, Dr. Michael Brown. It is his very first interview ever on his newest book, Christian anti-Semitism, very popular uh, uh, speaker for a good reason and a very important topic. So make sure you can get that right now at dailyrenegade.com. You don't have to wait. Uh, there will be a free preview available on YouTube, uh, but uh, you can get that right. You can get the full video right now at dailyrenegade.com. Also, Jay McCarl of Before the Wrath. If you've ever seen Before the Wrath, uh, then you're familiar with Jay McCarl. He's got some amazing things as well. We did a, I did a very long interview with him and on two of his uh, books. He's got a book based on Before the Wrath coming out very soon. And um, I believe... I believe this was his first interview on the book as well. And then we also have uh, a continuation of that for DailyRenegade.com uh, where we talked about his book on answering evil. The problem of evil, how do we as Christians uh, provide an answer for evil for those who are searching? So lots of great things. We also have some very exciting things coming up. So you'll want to make sure to become a member at DailyRenegade.com. You always get uh, uh, free access to all of our videos. Well, I should say, full access to all of our videos. You are paying for it by being a member, uh, but you do get uh, early access as well to every single one of our videos. So make sure you do that. We got a lot to talk about today. Um, a, a, a topic that I wanted to deal with. Usually on JPD Weekly, we talk about prophecy, but uh, we also want to talk about Christian living, morality, things like that. And there's a problem that I've, I've talked about before, uh, and actually, what started this process, I'll have to save for members-only content because it has to do with a topic that YouTube frequently deletes. Actually, the very first episode of JPD Weekly was deleted because I dared mention this certain topic that we. So we can't do it on YouTube, but we can do it at DailyRenegade.com. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm going to start with the teaching, and then in the members-only section, I want to tell you the story of how this all came about. Uh, and provide some more insights, and I think that that will really um, help. But there is a, a carnality issue in uh, the church and in many Christians today, and I think I think more often than not, 
Christians don't like to admit to themselves that they have a carnality problem, but when they don't admit that, they're not taking care of the problem, so it just grows. Uh, it's usually the people that think they have no problem in this area that tend to um, ha have the biggest problems with it in reality. Um, so does that mean that they're not real Christians? You know, do, 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 uh, does indulging in uh, sinful behaviors or, or fleshly lusts or things like that, does that negate salvation? You know, in some areas of the Bible, and we've talked about this on previous episodes of JPD Weekly, um, there seems to be some sins that if you practice in them uh, in, in like a lifestyle way, I, I wouldn't say that it necessarily negates salvation, but I would say it could be evidence that that person may not really be saved. Uh, or, or never, never was, never really decided to live for Christ. Now that is different than deciding to live for Christ uh, and and trying and and uh, falling into sin or failing every day because we're never going to perfectly be able to do it. You know, we're we're always going to sin. We have a sin nature, uh, but we we pray, we repent, we we try to turn away from our sins. You know, we we have a, a heart towards Christ and not a heart towards sin. So there's a difference there. But this carnality problem can still uh, hurt other Christians that we might be trying to, to help. So our humanity, our fallen humanity can get in the way of the gospel, can get in the way of our witness. And I wanted to talk about that today. A couple of weeks ago, we were um, in the book of uh, first, and, first and Second Peter. You know what? It was one of it was one of the Peters, but we were in uh, two different chapters. We were talking about prophecy, and uh, today I wanted to get into Second Peter two um, and talk about uh, Lot and how Lot is a really good example of somebody who can who can be a Christian, be a believer, but still fall into carnality. So we're we're going to talk about this. Um, Peter, starting in Second Peter two four. Uh, from the ESV, it says, For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell, and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness, with seven others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly, if by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly, and here's our key verse. And if he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as that righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over the lawless deeds that he saw and heard. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from the trials and, and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment, and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise uh, authority. Uh, so uh, so on and so forth. So verse 7 there, Second Peter 2, verse 7, uh, is what I want to focus on. And if he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as that righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds uh, that he saw and heard. So three times in this passage, Lot is referred to as righteous. But when you read the story of Lot, would you really think that Lot is righteous? Are his behaviors uh, really righteous? And we're going to look at that story 
to, to see if that's the case. Um, something about righteousness, too, is when we read these, we have to examine, is this righteousness because of the person's behavior, or is this righteousness that's put onto the person because of what they believe, like holiness? You know, you, you can even have uh, objects in the Bible that are holy. Well, if it's an object, then clearly that, that thing isn't holy because of any actions it took. You know, just like we're, we're not holy because we're so good. We're holy because the holiness of Christ is, is put on us because uh, we've accepted Christ and we take part in his holiness. It's like a, it's a set-apartness. It's we're set apart. It's, it's not by um, any, anything we did, if that makes sense. So we, we have to examine if, if righteousness is the same thing. Because certainly there are righteous deeds. There's righteous people. You can be more or less righteous. Um, but what, what about Lot here? Was he righteousness or was, was he actually like righteous in that way based on his own behaviors? Or uh, was this a type of righteousness that was uh, afforded to him because of the God that he believed in, because he believed in Yahweh? And uh, despite his ma many failings, he, he still followed uh, God. So let's get into that. Genesis 19 tells us the story of Lot, starting in verse 1. The two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. Uh, we're going to look at that in, in just a minute, but I want to go through the story first. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and bowed himself with his face to the earth and said, My lords, please turn aside your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise up early and go on your way. They said, no, we will spend the night in the town square. But he pressed them strongly, so they turned aside to him and entered his house. And he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both young and old, all the people, to the last man, surrounded the house. And they called to Lot, where are the two men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them. And we know what that word know means. We're not talking about uh, introduce us. We're talking about uh, uh, a forced sexual interaction here. Um, Lot went out to the men at the entrance, shut the door after him, and said, I beg you, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. Interesting that he's referring to them as my brothers. Um, so he had some type of kinship with these people. You know, I mean, th th this was the area where he lived, so he would he would know these people. Uh, and I do mean know as in he was introduced to them at, at some point. Um, but but here, here's where we really have to question uh, Lot's righteousness. So in Genesis 19.8, it says, uh, Behold, I have two daughters who have not known any man. Let me bring them out to you and do to them as you please. Only do nothing to these men, for they have come under the shelter of my roof. Now, a lot of times we as Christians feel like we have to make excuses for that. Um, the Bible is, is a totally different religious book than any other religious book in the world. So with all the other faiths and their, their, their religious texts, usually, uh, in every case that I'm aware of, the, 
the, the heroes in their religious texts are painted in the best possible light. It's only the Bible that really shows the true humanity, the, shru, the, the true carnality, and the true sin nature of the heroes of their Bible. Because we would certainly refer, you know, we would think of Lot as a hero of the Bible, right? Uh, he he's, uh, obviously plays a very important role. He was a great follower of, of God. And we have a lot that we can learn. He, he, he did many good things, but he did some bad things too. And so we as Christians, can just let the Bible say what it says. And this is what it says. We don't have to excuse this uh, because you and I both know that if we were in that position, we probably would not make that choice. You know, if if somebody came to my door today and uh, was pounding trying to get in, um, you know, I, I would not say, oh, let me, let me give you my daughter. Let me give you my virgin daughter. No, of course not. So we can look at that and we can say, and we can admit as Christians, that was really bad. That was a bad thing to do. Uh, and that's okay. You know, that, that we don't have to make excuses uh, for a lot here. Now, of course, um, it was, it was, and I'm not, this isn't an excuse, but these are some of the excuses that you'll hear. Of course, it was a different time. You know, women weren't regarded in the way that they're regarded uh, today. Um, when you had guests in your house, that th- those were like regarded very highly. And so, so you would do anything to keep them protected and stuff and all that. Um, and yeah, that, that stuff is true. It was, it was a different culture than what we live in now, but right and wrong are, are eternal. You know, God, God's standards of what's right and wrong are eternal and they don't change over time. Now, the way that we might view those things, the way that, um, People might have a, a little bit more reason to fall into something than, you know, in, in one time as opposed to another time. You know, that, that's, that's something that has to be taken into account when we as human beings think of these things. But ultimately, God is the judge of these things. God has a standard of what's right and what's wrong. And uh, what Lot was trying to do here, offer up his daughters to the mob, is clearly, obviously wrong. That was, that was a carnal decision. Uh, so Lot is somebody that we could call a, uh, a, a carnal Christian. He, he, he was, he was a, an, an Old Testament Christian. You know, he was, he believed in God. He was a believer in God. Christian isn't exactly the right word because Christ hadn't been born yet. But as far as we understand it, he followed God. He probably believed in a future Messiah. Um, and so he was, he was a believer of God. But he's comparable to what we would call carnal Christians today. Uh, And Lot got into this carnality problem, and over time, it got so bad that here here he is. He finds himself in a position where he's actually offering his daughters up to uh, a mob and uh, to to be raped. So it's 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 a it's a it's a really bad thing. But but we we need to take note of that, lest any of us fall into pride and think that it couldn't happen to us. And any of us are susceptible to this level of 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 carnality. Uh, if we don't keep carnality in check, we absolutely could fall that far. Uh, many have many many Christians living today have fallen that far. Um, just to continue the story and, and wrap up the story, yeah. Behold, I have two daughters. Uh, this verse eight, uh, who have not known any man. Let me bring them out to you and do do to them as you please. He's like telling these people, you can do whatever you want to them. Only do nothing to these men, for they have come under the shelter of my roof. Uh, But they said, in verse 9, but they said, stand back. And they said, this uh, fellow came to sojourn, and he has become the judge. 
Uh, now we will deal worse with you than with them. Then they pressed hard against the man Lot and drew near to break the door down. But the men reached out their hands and brought Lot into the house with them and shut the door. And they struck uh, with blindness the men who were at the entrance of the house, both small and great, so that they wore themselves out groping for the door. Uh, okay, and then you can read the rest of the story. But there's, there, there is a lot there uh, with angelology, uh, even with prophecy, because Jesus said, like, as in the days of Lot, you know, as in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot, uh, so shall be the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So there, there's a lot that we can pull out from there, and we will certainly do that in uh, other episodes of JPD Weekly. But what I want to focus on here is, is I don't think that we need to fall into the temptation of trying to excuse Lot, or really anybody in the Bible, uh, or come up with excuses on why what they did was really okay. Because I, I think I think that um, when somebody who's not a Christian reads this, they they know what it says. You know, they they can they they get the story. They know exactly what it says. And what we should do is just be real with them and say, yeah, that Lot did that, and it was a very bad thing that he did. Uh, there's nothing in the Bible that endorses that. Oh, but wait, because Second Peter. Uh, two says that he was righteous, calls him righteous three times. Why is that? Well, it's certainly not because of uh, this action. Because righteousness, again, is not something that we just earn on our own merit, right? That, that goes back to the whole gospel. But it's something that's put upon us if we follow Christ. Uh, or in the Old Testament, if they were believers in God and they, follow, they followed Yahweh. It's something that, that's, that's put upon us, not by our, our own efforts, uh, now we are commanded to live righteously. We we need to live that out. We need to you know we need to be be good and be good people. Follow Christ and and follow His commandments and and do what He says. We do need to do that. We can't just go willingly uh, sinning all over the place. So that is something that we need to pay attention in our own lives uh, over and and take take stock of that. Uh, so let's get into some more of this to see what's going on here because this helps us understand who Lot was. Uh, what what kinds of things were going on. So at blueletterbible.org, there's a really good um, commentary by uh, Chuck Smith on this this passage. So here, and, and this gives us uh, a little bit of clarity on the kind of life Lot was living at the time. So uh, it says here, so in the 19th chapter, and there came two angels to Sodom uh, at even or evening, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot was bidding them to come into his home as he bowed himself in the oriental custom towards the ground, uh, Genesis uh, 19.1. And, um, you know, that that's from the KJV. Now, we read from the ESV, but so that's what the minor differences there are. So, so um so Chuck Smith writes, uh, Now hospitality was something that was extremely important in the Eastern culture. And here, a lot sitting in the gate of the city, it is interesting that in that culture, also the women did most of the work. The women would go out and plow the fields. The women would go out and plant the fields. The women would go out and harvest the fields while the men attended to the more important things of sitting in the gate of the city and talking about the weather, whether or not it's going to rain tomorrow, you know. Um, and it's funny to think about that, uh, when you really look into the culture of what Sodom and Gomorrah was all about, you can see our country heading there and, and you can see how destructive that kind of thing is. Uh, but continuing on, uh, this, this is what I wanted to pay uh, special attention to. Um, 
Also, sitting in the gate of the city was a place of prominence. All of the judgments uh, were done in the gates of the city. If there were conflicts between people, problems, they would come to the elders, the elder men who would sit in the gate of the city, and the elder men would give judgments concerning the conflicts uh, that had arisen. And thus, it was a place of honor and distinction to sit in the gate of the city. And so Lot, sitting in the gate of the city, saw these two men as they were coming uh, at evening, bowing down to them in oriental fashion. Okay, so Lot was immersed in this culture. He probably didn't get, he probably wasn't this far gone when he first moved there. Uh, But by this time uh, in his life, by this time of the story, he has been living there for a while. He had had a, a place of prominence being at the gate of the city. So he was kind of wheeling and dealing with all of these people uh, of, of Sodom. Uh, of Sodom and Gomorrah, he, he was he was in a place of prominence. He was immersed in that culture, even though he was still uh, a follower of God, um, and even though he 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 had become a very very carnal, which is a warning to all of us because we could all become carnal like that as well, even though we're Christians. But even though he became carnal, still uh, the city wasn't going to be destroyed until he got out. And the angel even said that uh, he, he couldn't do anything to the city until Lot was removed, until Lot left. And there, there, there is a prophetic uh, picture there of, of what God is going to do with believers before the wrath of God is uh, thrown on the earth. But that's, that's another episode. Um, but it's interesting because even through all of Lot's carnality... Uh, he, he, he got so bad that he thought that the right thing to do was to offer up his daughters, uh, to this angry, ravenous mob. Um, and like I said before, lest we lest any of us fall into pride, while we might not be faced with that exact situation, uh, we, we can't get in the habit of thinking so highly of ourselves that we couldn't think if we're too immersed in the culture around us that we couldn't become carnal too. And there and you know that because there are many carnal Christians today. It doesn't mean they're not saved. You know, they're still saved, but um but they could be hurting people. Uh they could be like like Lot almost did. Lot Lot would have given up his daughters. Uh, imagine standing face to face with God after your time on this earth is over, standing face to face with God and explaining to him uh why you did something like that. And and this was a believer. Um so that, and that's why this is important, because of the judgment of believers. Um, and when we, when, we, when we take actions, any action, we, we really have to examine ourselves, and we got to be humble and really examine ourselves. I mean, it is so important because it's too easy for us to excuse our own behavior. And we could be sacrificing our, our, our rewards in heaven not our salvation, but our rewards in heaven over it. Uh, we could suffer loss in heaven. Did you did you know that you can actually suffer loss in heaven? First uh, Corinthians three eleven, starting in verse eleven, uh, says, "For other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon his foundation gold, silver, precious stones, uh, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest." For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. 
So th this is this is you're standing before Christ. You have to give you, you're giving an account of your life and the actions in your life, the things you did with your life, are represented by wood, hay, stubble, and then uh, gold, precious, precious stones, um, and silver. And so a uh, fire comes down, and what then what what happens? A fire comes down over your works. And it says in verse 15, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So this is, this is for Christians here. It, it doesn't mean he's losing his salvation, but he is losing his, uh, his rewards. He is losing whatever rewards he could have he got in the kingdom. Now, what are those rewards? I don't know. I don't know what uh, gold, silver, and precious stones symbolize. I don't know if it's uh, some uh, a point of status or some job or or I, I don't know. The Bible's not completely uh, um, transparent on that issue, but it is something that we absolutely will care about at that time. We we will we will care so deeply about that more than anything else on this earth. Uh, we will, we, whatever rewards those are, we're going to want those and we will suffer loss. Uh, we, we will actually feel loss um, and, and realize what a mistake we've made with our life if that fire comes down and burns up all our works and there's no gold, silver, or precious stones left over, so to speak. Um, but we will still get to enter heaven. And there are some people that, that have the mindset, well, as long as I get to go to heaven, I don't care. You're going to care. You're going to care. There is, a such a th there is such a thing as the least in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus talks about that. The greatest in the kingdom of heaven and the least. Do you want to be of the least for all of eternity? Because after, after this, after this point, it's, it's set. It's done. And there's no indication that I can find or that I'm aware of that says you can change your eternal position uh, once you're there. Because again, it's eternity. This is outside of time. It's it's a it's a different it's a different way of experiencing reality than we can even wrap our heads around. All we can, all we can do is just read what the Bible says about it and trust it. But we are going to care very deeply, and whatever whatever status we have, whatever we rewards that we have at that point, it, it's set. That is it. The judgment has been cast, and there there as far as I understand it, there's no opportunity to. Um, to you know, climb up in the ranks or 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 not. So, do you want to be the least in heaven for all eternity? And you might think, yeah, but at least I'm in heaven. Well, sure, but if you believe in Christ, you're already going to heaven anyway. So, do you want to be the least in that kingdom for all of eternity? And and that's the only surviving kingdom. It's not like there are other kingdoms. You know, there's the lake of fire, but they're not really worried about what your position is in heaven. They're 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 in the lake of fire. You know, what else is there to say about it? Uh, this is the only kingdom that's really in existence. You want to be the least in that kingdom forever. You know what it's like to be the least on earth, right? I mean, if you've ever grown up in poverty or if you, if you haven't had money or have been poor, you, you know what that's like. And I'm not saying that it's going to be difficult in heaven or anything. Heaven is still a time for our rest. There's, there's still stuff to do. You know, we're still going to be uh, blissful in eternity. But, but there are some people who, as it says right here, will suffer loss, will suffer loss. Now, of course, God does wipe our tears from our eyes and everything, so it's, it's going to be okay, but there is, there is a loss to be suffered there uh, for those who don't take this seriously now. So we want to serve Christ. We, we, we have to realize we're not in this for ourselves. 
You know, we're not doing this just so we can go to heaven or just so we can get rewards. And that's the whole point. If you're in it for yourself and you're thinking, well, I get to go to heaven, so that's good enough. Um, well, you know, see how that works out for you. But I, I would not call that strong faith. I would call that carnality. I would call somebody like that um, a carnal Christian because they're saved. They got their entrance ticket to, to heaven, but that, that mentality is not going to produce a very fruitful life. They're not going to grow in Christ. But if you have, if you have the, the mentality that you test yourself every day, you're constantly checking your faith, um, and not in a worried way that you're gonna, that, that God's gonna just blast you someday over it. Not, not, not in that, but in, in a, in a respectfully fearful way that, that, that I want to represent Christ as best I can today because I don't want to be the reason somebody doesn't accept Christ, or I don't want to be a stumbling block for Jesus to get his work done. I, I want to be a, a vessel used uh, by Jesus, and, and all, all of the all of these things, and then we get rewarded for that, right? So that that's amazing. This is something that when you're there face to face with God, you will care incredibly about. You will you will definitely care about this. Um, so it it, go, it goes on to say, know ye not not that you're the temple of God, that the Spirit of God dwells in you. And that, that's how we know here, you know, Paul is talking to the Corinthians who had all sorts of carnal problems. There was even incestuous relationships going on. There were problems so bad that Paul said that not even the pagans do this stuff. Um, there, were, there were problems that, that we are actually seeing uh, start, starting to get back into the church these days. But Paul even said that don't you know that the spirit of god is dwelling in you so it, it it's it's not that it's not as much the fear of losing their salvation or something like that but grieving the holy spirit losing their rewards um and and that that's what we have to be concerned about now there's a lot of there's a lot of sins that, you know, usually when we think of carnality, we think of usually sexual sins. We think of a, a lot of like the extreme fleshly lusts, but there, there are, there's, there's way more carnal sins that, that are more subtle. You know, they're, they're more, they're more like indulging in pride is a big one. Um, and, uh, not having appropriate reactions to things that we read online is a big one. And we're, we're going to have to answer for all of that. You don't get to type or say a single word uh, any time in your life that you don't have to give an account of. So we're, we're, we have to answer for all of that. And I want this, is, this kind of goes back to how this whole thing started. Uh, and unfortunately, I can't talk about it for free on YouTube as much as I would, as much as I would like to, um, but YouTube won't allow it because it has to do with a certain thing that YouTube is banning left and right. Uh, and I don't even want to hint around at it. You know, I, um, I don't want to, I, I, I and it's not because I'm, I'm placating to YouTube. There are other people on this YouTube channel, and I don't want to ruin it for everybody if I can help it. So I will say, though, that you can head on over to dailyrenegade.com uh, today. Head on over to dailyrenegade.com today and get a membership, and you'll get the rest of this episode. And uh, you, you'll want to you'll want to stick around for this episode because... Uh, the conclusion to this, how, how this all came about, I think, I think you'll be blessed by, and I think everybody can learn from. Uh, and I, I, if, if YouTube did not have this um, problem, 
I would be just doing this for free. But uh, like I used to for years, used to do that for years, but can't do that anymore. Uh, and to run dailyrenegade.com, it does cost money. So if you believe in this ministry and you want to support us, then great. Dailyrenegade.com is the place to go. If you don't, uh, if you, if you don't, you know, believe in us enough to support us financially, or if, even if you, excuse me, if you can't support us financially, I understand. That's fine. Uh, feel free to enjoy the rest of the free materials that we have and that we'll continue to produce, uh, produce. And, um, and we will, we will talk to you next time. So, and, and we do, we do appreciate everybody that watches. Uh, so for members, please hang on the line. We got a lot more to get to and everybody else. Love you all until next time. Take care and God bless. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.